Well, we use the best materials we can get our hands on. You know, the carbon fiber is excellent quality. We use aviation grade alloys. Um, so really, I mean, you look at the reviews we get. If you understand the product and that's your application, then it's, it's a fantastic tool and it really does work. Rockcast is powered by Onyx Hunt, and for good reason. Onyx Hunt is the number one hunting GPS app in the industry. Stay tuned for a Rockcast promo code. Appreciate everybody turning in for another episode. I'm Sam Weaver, host of today's Tipsy Tuesday, a short segment covering rockslide.com tidbits, hunting news from across the West, with just a sprinkling of tips and tricks to keep you well-informed for your next adventure. It's Halloween, which means there's been a lot of listeners hunting the month of October. If you were successful and took a great photo of your trophy, you need to get it entered in the Rock Slide Photo Contest. The prizes are simply amazing. Best elk photo is a Kafaro 8-man teepee or a $1,000 store credit. Best mule deer photo is a $500 cryptic gift card. Best wild sheep photo? First place is a Stone Glacier Skyscraper two-person tent. Second place is a Stone Glacier Chinook 15-degree sleeping bag. The best whitetail photo winner gets First Light's new layering system. A source vest, origin pant, furnace hoodie, trigger flip mitt with a total value of over $500. Don't worry, we haven't forgotten the kids. If you're under 18 and harvesting an animal this season, enter a photo in the youth contest for a chance to win an Elkhorn 2500 cubic inch pack from, from the guys at Western Edge Gear. With prizes like these up for grabs, you don't want to miss your chance to win. Links to the rockslide.com forums in the show notes. Click on them to get all the details. All right, today's guest is the mastermind behind Spartan Precision Equipment. Let's welcome Rob Gearing to the show. Rob has extensive mountaineering and hunting experience worldwide. It was these adventures that laid the groundwork for Spartan, products built from necessity to perform to perfection. We caught up with Rob as he's headed to Colorado for another adventure. Welcome, Rob. Well, thank you very much, Sam. I'm on your side of the pond at the moment. I'm in a beautiful place called Branded Rock Canyon, a place that you really want to put on your bucket list if ever you get a chance. It's a great shooting range, and uh, I always love coming over here. I've got a lot of friends over here and such like, so it's great to catch up with people and great to catch up with you guys. Yeah, I'm glad we could make this work out. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about about yourself? For a lot of people don't know uh, uh, who you are, or, or kind of maybe even what Spartan does. Well, that's a good question. So, my principally, I started life as mountain rock climbing and mountaineering. That was my big, big passion. Getting into hunting in the UK is not necessarily as easy as it is in the states because we don't have any public land. So, if you're, you're a poor kid and you haven't got any money, as I was. Um, I went on the rock route instead of the rifle route. Um, but my, I, did get, I did get opportunities to do a lot of hunting in later years. And that became a passion too, as did fly fishing, as did ice climbing. So anything with tools to get outdoors was really my driver. And uh, 
the really my background is, as I say, very much climbing and such like aviation as well. So I, I married those two things together. And I've always been passionate about getting out into the back country. And my passion also is developing products that work well for me. That's not necessarily they're going to work well for others because it's only my view on things. But the, the DNA behind Spartan is very much a niche market. The products were very much aimed at mountain hunters. Um, and that's really been the ethos because I've got to carry it. Um, I want it strong. I want it durable. And I want it to function. And really, that was the whole basis of what Spartan was about. Um, and it's grown from there. It's it's probably 11 years old now. And, uh, and it's really flying. And I'm hugely excited about that. But it's not just me. There's a lot of very clever people behind it. And when you've got thousands of people out there using your product, you'd be foolish not to listen to the feedback you get. So the products have really evolved, developed to what they are today. Um, and that's really where we are. And But we are a very narrow stable. I'd say we're like a, a particular type of athlete for the hunting market. And really now, as of 2024, we'll be dropping some new products in. They will not replace what we're doing, but they provide different athletes, different answers for different applications. So I'm really excited about 2024. That was a long answer. I'm sorry about that, Sam. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit, going back to your mountaineering, uh, some of the places you've climbed. And I think that's important to note on this podcast, you know, is you've been up some super technical stuff where weight is at a premium when you're climbing that. Well, yeah, so I used to climb a lot with a guy called Simon Yates. Um, he's very famous for a film called Touching the Void. He cut his mate off on a rope. He's a super good lad. Um, so I've climbed in the Himalayas. Uh, I've climbed in Patagonia. We did some first ascents in Greenland. I'm not, I'm not particularly a master at anything. I like a little flavor of everything. So all the different menus, really. But certainly that's, that's been my big, big passion. Um, and then in 2025, we're walking across Greenland or rather skiing across. It was starting on the East Coast and hopefully, if it all works out, ending up on the West Coast about five weeks later. So that's going to be quite a driver. But with trips like that, weight's everything. Weight's absolutely everything. You know, I will never take a heavyweight rifle to a mountain environment. That's not to say I don't agree with it. It's just not the way I function. I will be literally cutting my toothbrush in half to bring everything down to weight that works for me. I'm not a big guy, so I can't afford to take big, heavy loads. And so the whole driver behind Spartan has been very much weight-driven. And anytime you're in the mountains, uh, weight's a huge focus. You know, getting there is half the battle. And and I think that's where Spartan really comes in, is the material choices are what make it such a great product, right? Well, we use the best materials we can get our hands on. You know, the carbon fiber is excellent quality. We use aviation-grade alloys. Um, so really, I mean, you look at the reviews we get. If you understand the product and that's your application, then it's, it's a fantastic tool and it really does work. But as I say, for range bipods, for range tripods, there's probably better products out there. It's just if you're a serious hunter, I stand behind what we do. Um, and I really believe in the products. And obviously, we're still here, touch wood, and growing and going the right way. And seven years ago, I was told in Germany I'd never sell a bipod. 
because they didn't believe. Now, every single German rifle manufacturer, as of 2024, will be fitting gunsmith adapters in their stocks. Not every rifle, but they'll all provide a rifle with a gunsmith. So that's huge for us. And if we can emulate that to some fashion in the States, that would be fantastic. Our big challenge is we don't live in America. So we're a little, we live on a little tiny island called the UK that does not love hunting, that doesn't like guns, couldn't be, the wor- couldn't be a worse place for us, really. So I spend as much time here as I possibly can in between hunting and doing all the things I do to try and make sure people are aware of what we're doing. I know I have a javelin bipod myself I paid full price for. I mean, it's just a great product. I probably don't use it as much as I should, but I carry it a lot, right? Like, like it's easy to carry. And when the application fits, it's easy to put on. I mean, for me, it's like a no-brainer. Well, it's, I got fed up. I used to take people out hunting, sort of semi-professional, and I got fed up with having a bit of metal on the end of my rifle that I hardly ever used. Um, but when you need them, you need them. And uh, I don't like stuff getting it stuck in my shoulder. The bipod, the javelin bipod family is so cool because it just packs to nothing, weighs nothing. It's tucked away. It's out the way. And if you become familiar and and practice with it you can get that on quicker than you can drop two legs on a normal bipod so it's like all these things you put a bit of practice into it before you go out but they absolutely work for what they were designed for they absolutely work and and that's really that's that's a big tick in the box for me because i get a lot of things wrong but i would say there's not a lot we can do with a javelin pro hunt tack now it's got the right legs on the body's great and it just works but uh, as I say, I could thank the customers for that because a lot of that feedback has come from them. Let's move on to a little bit of, of your tripod setup. I know uh, a couple staff members have been running that. I haven't had that opportunity yet, but I, I know the benefit, especially out here where Sage can be super tall to shoot off a tripod rather than try and use a bipod. Well, we've got two tripods, actually. We did one for the military guys. We won some contracts in mainland Europe with sniper units. That's a big heavy tripod called the Hercules. And then we've got the mountain ascent, um, and that breaks down to your trekking poles. Again, I don't want to carry a bit of heavy real estate on the back of my pack. So if my tripod can also be my trekking poles, that's a no-brainer for me. Again, it works off the Magnus switch system. Um, so it clips on your rifle really quick so you can migrate between the bipod or the tripod and it'll use your optics as well and again we use that really good quality carbon that little system i absolutely love um it's not everybody's cup of tea um you know you're going to get arca systems and heavier systems that are going to do better for different applications but for a hunting tool it's absolutely awesome yeah i really like that you can adjust the pressure too by changing the screw to how much the magnet is magnetized to it there. So you get solid lockup every time. We've done a lot of work with that little ascent and uh, with, there's a lot of prototypes that weren't quite right before we got it out, but I'm really happy. But again, we're, we're working on a couple of other systems now called the Springbok family, again, using the magnetic system. And one of those is a quad system. So if you're hunting, if you're a woodland hunter, um, or sort of subalpine, that really has a place. Quads haven't really taken off in the USA yet, but I think they will. Um, ten years ago, they sort of started to gain pace in Europe, and now everybody's using quad systems. I don't think quad systems are the right tool for the mountain hunter, but I think for lowlands and sort of semi-hilly environments, they really work. And then the other 
part of the Springbok family is a bipod with a silicon body and two legs. So you can basically bend or flex it. So if you're into predator control and such like, those two will be coming out in the next few months. And I'm really excited. They're cheaper products because they use silicon as opposed to alloys. Um, and obviously that's going to have a life. But for a functional, quick, effective hunting tool, they really hit the spot. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. You you said that's the Springbok system. Springbok, like uh, the African, like the African antelope. Yeah. So they'll be coming out. We'll get a couple out to you, and you guys can do a review or test them. Oh, for sure. I know we got some big predator hunters on Rockslide also. Well, if you got predator hunters, you can reach out to me after this, and I'll make sure we send you some because you need to have a play. And again, those products weren't developed through my sort of ideas. They were developed through some Scandinavian predator hunters that we work very closely with and some other guys that do a lot of management, deer management. And in the UK, we're not after trophies necessarily. We're after knocking over as many deer as we can because they're out of control. So if I have five deer in front of me, probably I'm going to want five dead deer in front of me. So you need systems that are very quick to use. That doesn't necessarily mean to say they're going to give you the same finesse, but they're fast and they're functional and, and very adaptable. And the Springbok, you can do everything from prone to standing with it. So again, if you're African hunting or you're doing anything like predators, they really come into their own. Sure, like everything, it's a, a real niche product and when it fits, it's perfect. And when it doesn't fit, maybe something is a better fit. Well, and that's our challenge. I think people buy the, into the system and probably they don't do the kind of things we're doing. Um, and that's why it's good to talk to you, Sam, to help educate people. You've got to pick the right tools for the job. You know, if you don't have the right toy, it's not going to work, is it? And I, I do think that's important. You know, people spend their hard money and they have an expectation and then they don't understand how the product works or they use it improperly and, and then they're unhappy with it. Exactly. And my view is most hunting scenarios I run through, I'm not going to use a bipod, but I've got it there should I need it. And that's where the javelin really comes into its own. The Springbok family is a different, it's a different, it's a different stable, really. Um, and it's different answers, but it's, it's good answers and it's key answers because we haven't had those answers in the Spartan range up until now. I know we kind of talked about it off air, but I have my own javelin, you know, and like I said, I, I carry that thing a lot. I tend to shoot off my pack, um, yeah. probably just as a creature of habit. But anytime you can get the bipod, you know, you are that much steadier. And like I said, it's so easy to carry. I carry it a lot, way more than I use it. Well, 100% agree with that. And the, my view is you spend months planning your hunt. You put a lot of time, your, your free time is valuable. Have the tools to do the job. And when they're lightweight like that and they function and you can rotate and orbit as you can with the javelin, I think they're huge advantages, particularly in a mountain environment. Yeah, I think the more options you have, I mean, just the better off you are. Like I said, everything, when you're moving in, in terrain that's super tedious, every little ounce counts. And, you know, there's a trade-off there, but you definitely have to make those choices. Exactly. So as of 2024, there'll be some new bipods coming out, but they're much more aimed at the PRS type of shooting and the tactical shooters. We've done, we made some bipods for some SF units around the world. Great feedback on that. So we'll be releasing those into the civil market as well as soon as we've got capacity to do it. So as of 2024, we'll have um, a lot more choices 
for the users. PRS is really growing here in the States for sure. And I think that's a great tool to help you really evaluate your shooting skills and improve them. Yeah, I agree, Sam. I agree. And I think the more more shooting you can do like that, the better hunter you become. Why don't you give us a, a few of your tips and tricks maybe of how you use a bipod on some of these uh, hunts that you've been on? So I've just come back from Mongolia, actually. Um, and I was, um, yeah, southwest Mongolia. We were hunting ibex. And I was using a Weatherby rifle, Swarovski Optics, which I know you guys are big fans of, works beautifully well. And um, I shot my Ibex off of a javelin bipod at an angle, at an incline. Now, I couldn't have done that off a standard bipod because I wouldn't have been able to get the angle I needed, nor the incline. And when the inclines get too steep, then, I got, then I'm going to migrate to a tripod. And what we tend to do is we set another gunsmith adapter, another spark adapter further back towards the breech end. So then your angle of attack you, it increases hugely. Um, so the nice thing about the Spartan family is that it's such a versatile product and adaptable because I can unscrew the legs and put longer legs on, shorter legs. I can migrate the tripod legs to the bipod and vice versa. And in that case, with the Ibex, I didn't need to do that. I just used my standard javelin and it worked spectacularly. One shot, one kill. I'm not the best shot on the planet and I've screwed up plenty of shots. I won't lie from that, but luckily that's my third Ibex and it will have died with one bullet, which pleases me greatly because they're tough critters to kill. Yeah, and anybody that hasn't shot straight up and down, when you get an extreme angle, you need all the help you can get, really, just trying to keep that rifle level. Well, it's not just the right... It's you're often end up being in a very cramped position, Sam, right? And it's never... I, I've done a few training camps with people, and I said, it's not flat out there, guys. You haven't got a table. So get used to shooting at extreme angles. Get uncomfortable. Get used to sort of holding the rifle in a way that you wouldn't normally do that in a different manner because that, guess what, that's likely to happen at the end of the day. And you don't want to screw it up. You want everything on size. So practice, put yourself in really awkward positions, limit your space, limit your availability to move and tuck yourself behind and then try and do those shots and make those difficult shots because guess what, your heart's going to be pounding. Everything's going to be against you right? You're probably going to be wet, cold, or both, right? Or cooking. It, you know, just, just practice in an uncomfortable situation. And that's where those Spartan bipods really come into their own, because you can move, you can orbit the rifle around the bipod, because it's on a cylindrical magnet, and you can cant over at extreme angles. And two big game changers for a mountain hunting environment. If you're hunting flatlands, you're not going to need it. But if you're hunting mountain animals, you do definitely need those advantages. They're key. Last year, I was in Wyoming on a hunt that took a lot of points to draw. And I ended up having to shoot. Almost felt like my feet were above my head when I was laying downhill trying to get in the prone, get on the deer. You know, luckily I made the shot. But yeah, I was, uh, I had a heck of a time trying to get comfortable. And I'm glad it was just slow moving. But those positions are hard to duplicate when you're just practicing because you're, you're uncomfortable. Exactly. I mean, I can remember a situation with my oldest daughter in Scotland where we were on top of some hinds, which is shooting for me, and we were literally sliding down the side of the mountain, right? Literally, we were at such a steep angle. We were literally... So to try and get some anchor point, we just managed to lock it in enough to get, get the deer, and it all worked out well. But 
that's pretty crazy. Those kind of that that can be very testing. All right, Rob. Where can we find uh, some more information about Spartan if we want to look into it? Well, right now we're just setting up a fulfillment center in the USA because everything that comes from our website is shipped from the UK, and that can be a pain. Um, but there is a company called Happy Antelope on Amazon. Great friends of ours. They hold all the stock, so they're really good people to buy your Spartan products from. Uh, Branded Rock Canyon, where I am here. Um, they also stock it. There's a lot of very good stores throughout the States now. Um, G4 Archery is one particular one over in Oregon, but there's more and more of those starting. So we're, we like the bricks and mortar stores because the products aren't easy to necessarily understand. They're expensive, so it's picky up, touchy, feely stuff. So I really like the fact that people, before they make that investment or purchase, can go and actually learn how it works and play with it and decide whether it's for them or not. So, yeah, Happy Antelope, Brandy Rock Canyon. The website's called Spark Precision Equipment, or you can put Javelin Bipod in. Um, the Instagram, Spark Precision Equipment. And my own Instagram, I have my own Instagram because I get too political, apparently, for the team, is Spark Mr. G. But that's more about an old man's ranting and raving <laughs> rather than anything, just life's journeys. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty lucky, actually. I get all over the place. America's a big, important customer base for us. And you do things very differently from how we do them in Europe. But, you know, nobody's right or wrong. It's just diff done in a different way. Well, for sure. And when you make the best product, the best tool for the job, we want to get that in the people's hands. Exactly. And I think from hunting perspective, we've really nailed it. For the PRS guys and the tactical, we've got some exciting products coming out. And I'm really keen to get some of those out for you guys to test. I appreciate you coming on, making some time in your trip over here. Uh, getting us lined out. We'll get some of those products and we'll get some reviews up on Rockslide and we'll circle back around and talk to you again. Thank you, Sam. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. I saw this on the forum. Super Conservation Initiative coming from Alps. Reached out to them and uh, we're lucky enough to catch up with one of the owners, Adam Bruni from the Alps Group. And I just wanted him to come on, tell us a little bit about what they do and uh, how they're conservation initiative is going to work. So welcome to the show, Adam. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy to be here. So let's get right into it. What do, what do you guys do over there at the Alps Group? So we have four main brands under our Alps Brands umbrella, which is Alps Mountaineering. That's tailors to the hiking and camping community. Alps Outdoors for the hunting crowd. Uh, we're also the licensees for browning, camping, and hunting blinds. And then we've got a Cedar Ridge brand that tailors to the price point consumer. So those are our four brands under Alps Brands umbrella. And I know you guys have been in business a long time, three decades or so. Yep. Yeah, this is our 30th anniversary. Uh, my dad, Dennis, was actually the founder. Um, so me and my brother and my sister are now um, working towards that transition of being second generation owners. That's pretty amazing to build a brand like that. But what I'm most interested in is this conservation initiative. What really sparked my eye is the amount that, that we're talking here. This isn't the, the typical 2% for conservation. Why don't we jump on into that? How does, how does all that work? Starting this week and leading up until Giving Tuesday, which is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, um, we have partnered with a different conservation group each week. And like you said, it's not the typical 2%. We're, we're talking 20% of our sales for select group of items each week is going to go to a different conservation group over the next month plus. As I said once already, like Dennis started the company 
and conservation and preserving the lifestyle has just been near and dear to his heart since the beginning. So we're continuing that tradition and now partnering with these different conservation groups to try to give back. That's a lot. 20% is a big chunk, no doubt. I do like that you guys have partnered up with a bunch of different groups. Do you want to go through that and, and let us know uh, who you're partnering up with and, and how that works? Yeah. So we're we're kicking it off this week with Whitetails and that will run for the first week. That's Whitetails Unlimited. Uh, week two, we're partnering with Ducks Unlimited. Um, and then we'll roll into Pheasants Forever, Quail Forever. The week after that, starting in the middle of November, we're working with Army F. And then the week of Thanksgiving, we will be partnering with NWTF. And then on uh, Giving Tuesday, that'll only be one day instead of a week, but we're going to partner with Catch a Dream as well on Giving Tuesday for that one specific day. You guys sure covered the spectrum of uh, spreading it out across a wide variety of, of hunting uh, groups, not only big game, but but a lot of birds. Yeah, that's an impressive amount of conservation donations right there. As I said once already, like conservation and per, we call it share the lifestyle here at Alps, but that's just been something that has been and continues to be very important to us and our mission. I think as sportsmen, if we want to keep this dream alive, we do have to share, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and for Alps, right now we're doing it monetarily, but um, for us in our Share the Lifestyle initiative, like that's talking about the next generation, it's, it's not necessarily hunting. That's great if they become hunters, but we really just want to encourage people to get outside, enjoy, enjoy the outdoors in any way that you can whether that's camping, hiking, hunting, boating, any of that stuff, just just getting outdoors and enjoying the lifestyle that we all love. Yeah, I think that's important. Whatever you love to do, that's what we should be outside doing, you know? That's right. So much of our society right now is glued to a screen, whether it's their phone or tablet or TV, and um, to just be able to get outside and enjoy nature. Um, there's just things that, unless you're out there experiencing it, you won't ever even know that it's there. So trying to get people to experience that for themselves, um, it doesn't take much to get them hooked. I think a lot of people are a little intimidated by the outside and it only takes a, a couple encounters really to to see what it's all about and the greatness that is just being outside and enjoying. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that we also try to do is help break down some of the barriers that people face, recognizing that it's not as easy for everyone to get into the outdoors, but it does take a lot of us joining that effort. All right, Adam, I appreciate you coming on, telling us a little bit about Alps. And I'm super appreciative that you guys understand the value of conservation, make it a priority over there. Keep up the good work there. Yeah, thanks for having me on. We appreciate it. All right, I look forward to uh, having you guys back on. We'll talk a little bit more about Alps, maybe at the first of year, learn a little more about your company. But for right now, yeah, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Great, thanks for having us on. All right, thank you, Adam. The Rockcast is powered by the number one GPS hunting app in the industry, Onyx Hunt. The Onyx Hunt Elite subscription will provide way more value than the $100 annual fee will cost you, and that's before you apply the 20% Rockcast promo code. You'll use Onyx on every hunt, every planning session, and now save money with exclusive deals on gear from the industry's best. Onyx Elite also includes application and draw odds tools, educational resources for all species, exclusive mapping and scouting tools, and last but not least, access to nationwide coverage and now Canada. Onyx Hunt Elite is trusted by millions. 
Onyx has also released new features to help make hunters more successful. Already known for nationwide public and private land ownership and being a fully functional GPS without service, Onyx Hunt has just released new aerial imagery options like Leaf Off, recent imagery updated every two weeks with historic look back and imagery on demand. On top of that, Onyx is reinventing the trail camera market by syncing your hunt app with multiple cell camera manufacturers and helping organize and analyze your photos. You can also now view your maps in Dash when driving to your next hunting location. These are just a few of the many updates Onyx has for this hunting season. So try Onyx Hunt for free for seven days or go to onyxmaps.com and use promo code ROCKCAST for 20% off your new Onyx Hunt membership. All right, moving on to reviews. Lucky enough to catch up with Travis Bertrand between his hunts to talk about his newest review, the Vortex Razor 56 millimeter. Welcome, Travis. How are you? Awesome. Good. So yeah, we got the Vortex just released, what was last week, I believe, the Razor 13 to 39 by 56. And man, this thing's pretty awesome. So back in the day, they had a 50 millimeter version that I thought was equal, not equally as awesome. It's definitely not equally as awesome as this one. Um, but it was a really cool spotter because it's so lightweight. You could just toss it in your pack and forget about it. Just pull it out when you need it. Um, I don't know why they discontinued it, but they did. But anyways, I was lucky enough to get my hands on this guy. Um, yeah, this thing's awesome. So it's 56 millimeter objective. Weighs less than two pounds, and that's with the neoprene cover. It's even, it's even less without the cover. So it's um super impressive for what it is. And if you guys read my review, I spoke highly of the clarity of it. Um, I put it up against the closest thing I had to this, which is uh, ATX sixty five, and this little vortex, you could. Um, on the 1951 Air Force chart, you can resolve lines, two boxes, one to two boxes in every situation. I tested it in the morning light, um, midday light, evening, artificial light inside. What else did I do? I did, you know, overcast. I tested in a whole bunch of different scenarios, and every single time and every single color, this thing would... Um, resolve better than a 65 at the same magnification as the 65. It was like 20 to 39 is my my range that I played with. With that said, it's super clear in the middle, but about halfway out of your field of view, you start losing that uh, significantly compared to the Swarovskis. The Swarovskis are just clear all the way out to the edges. You know, it's not apples to apples, and I'm not saying this is way better than a Swarovski because, you know, the Swarovski, A, it's twice as heavy, but you get more you get more range with it. You get, you know, it's a 20 to 60, I believe, the 65, ATX 65. Um, so you could, you know, 65 power or even 60. It might just be 60. I can't remember. Anyways, so you get a lot more on the top end. Um, it's definitely a better scope, the Swarovski, but... Dang, for a thousand bucks, that's the street price on this Vortex, you get a lot of scope. And I, every time I use this thing, I'm just more impressed. Sounds like it has a very large sweet spot, as you talked about. Um, it diminishes as you get to the edge, so it doesn't have the edge-to-edge -edge clarity of the Swarrow. 
but it's also half the price of Swirl, probably more than half the price off. Oh yeah, it's way more than half. Um, Yeah, you get a lot of bang for the buck. And man, I'll tell you, Vortex has really been impressing me lately with their products. They've really upped the game. I'm happy to see them see him do that that's pretty awesome but speaking of sweet spot good thing you brought that up sam uh another comparison between the swarovski and the vortex is this the vortex has a small sweet spot as far as focusing so you got to be focused you know there's not much room for error on your focusing when you're swarovski you get a little bit more of a focusing range just another quick comparison of the two. Saying that you need to be more precise to focus to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just a real small focus window. It obviously focuses really good because it resolves better than the Swarrow. And it's not like, it's just something to get used to is all. Well, why don't you tell us a couple other features uh, about this new Razer? All right, so I got the angled version. They also make a straight version. What's cool is it's a removable eyepiece. So I'm hoping that they're setting themselves up for success in the future where you can have different eyepieces, like maybe a wide angle. Hopefully we got some accessories we could use down the road with this thing. Um, it's Arca Swiss foot. The angle does not rotate on the barrel. So if you plan on getting a angled and putting it on your truck window mount, looking out the window, you might be in a world of uncomfortable necks because that won't be comfortable. Um, obviously, you don't need it with the straight. Yeah, the case, it comes with a neoprene case, and this thing's pretty slick. It's one-handed operation taking off the eyepiece and the objective cover. The focus ring's a single ring on the back. Yeah, single ring, just like... Uh, you know, the new lasers, it's not like the older style with the double focus wheels. And is there a sunshade or no? No sunshade. That's one thing I do wish it has, but I haven't been in a situation where it's really affected it. All right. Sounds like an awesome scope for a really reasonable price for all the bang for the buck you get. Anything else you think about that? I can see the best use for this spotting scope is your above timberline guys trying to verify something at distance. Elk hunters. So this would have been perfect on my daughter's elk hunt last year. It's we were looking for not I wouldn't say any legal bull, but you know, good branch antler bull. And this is would be perfect looking at those bulls that we see two, three miles away, just getting a better look at before we decide to hike over there and take a closer look. So man, this thing at sub two pounds, Arca Swiss foot, like throw it in your pack and leave it. It's gonna be awesome for that type of hunter. Lightweight and it doesn't take very much room up. It's very compact. Yeah, it's super compact. Um lengthwise too. Yeah, like uh Nalgene bottle size, I'd say. Smaller. Uh last question. What what tripod and head are you running it with? So my favorite um hunting tripod head is the Sirius VA5. And I pretty much run those on all my tripods. I got I kind of got a problem with tripods, Sam. Don't tell anybody, don't tell my wife. I got like, I don't know, eight or 10 of them at the house. But yeah, the VA5 is my favorite um, hunting bipod. Um, I take the handles off all of them and run them. I just, you know, grab the optic to maneuver them. As far as tripod for the lightweight stuff, I like that. It's the T25X, I believe, from Siri. That's kind of my backcountry setup. Sub. It's under three pounds is with the head and the and the tripod. Yeah, that's pretty lightweight. Yeah, I also like the VA5 head. If you're looking for a scope that's easy to pack around, lightweight, and got plenty of clarity to verify what you're looking at out there from 13 to 39 power, the new Vortex Razor might be right up your alley. Yeah, this thing's pretty impressive. And on the, if you guys are on the forum on the thread that I started, we're getting a lot of people interested in a shootout. Sam, so we got to make this happen. 
between that, the Maven, the Kawa, Athlon, and the other ones. So if anybody knows of any other small mini spotters, let me know. I want to get a shootout going, put them all side to side. Yeah, stay tuned. I'm trying to get something set up with that. So that'll be exciting. All right, Travis, how do people get in touch with you? Well, it's pretty easy. All the above, Rockslide, Instagram, Facebook, and it's Travis Bertrand. Super simple. Moving on to the news. Here's something from Howl for Wildlife that everyone should be commenting on. Introduction of grizzly bears to Washington State. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services are accepting public comment on restoring grizzly bears to the North Cascade ecosystem in Washington State. Points to consider natural migration of grizzly bears is already happening. Grizzlies have been found in Stevens County. Safety for outdoor recreational users. Remember, just last week, two people were killed in Bainiff National Park by a grizzly bear. Washington State is already feeling the brunt of predator mismanagement with wolves, mountain lions, and black bears. We cannot afford to add grizzlies to that list. Act now to make your comments count. Join with Howl for Wildlife. The link is in the show notes. Wyoming Region G has the lowest harvest rates in over a decade following this epic winter of just last year. I've been hunting a couple of different units here in Utah, and deer sightings have been notably less than in years past. I believe the winter played a big role, but of course the supermoon and above average temperatures sure didn't help either. Montana Region 4 reports slightly above average deer harvest, so it's definitely not all doom and gloom everywhere. Staying with Montana, don't forget to comment on the proposed hunting regulations. Comments will be accepted until November 21st. It's time to apply for Utah Sportsman's Permit. Applications will be accepted until 11 p.m. on November 8th. Until next time, this has been Sam Weaver. 